Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Tuesday, December 26th, and your Ben Jarofsky show starts now. Today on the show, Ben talks with host and executive producer of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente. The Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you by the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. You want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink? You want to know what big plans are going on in the city for New Year's? You want to head to ChicagoReader.com. You can find out all that, get great stories, and a whole lot more. If you want more Ben Jarofsky, head to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-B is in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Merry Madness Tuesday, and here's why. Because it's the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. And a belated Merry Christmas, I might say. And why the reason I call it Merry Madness is because one of the weirdest, this is the second year in a row, by the way, I might point this out. One of the weirdest messages of peace, and I have peace in quotes, uh, came from Donald Trump. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this, I would not be giving Donald Trump any attention at all, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, let's be honest, uh, roughly 45% of the country supports him no matter what he says, no matter what he does. Uh, and uh, they're po- the Democrats, uh, excuse me, the Republicans are poised to nominate him uh, as their candidate to run against presumably Joe Biden uh, in the 2024 election, no matter how many times he's indicted, no matter how many times he's convicted, no matter what crimes he's committed, no matter what bizarre positions he takes on the issues of the day. Uh, and to this point, no matter how strange and weird his behavior is. Now, in some uh, ways, uh, the, the weird stuff that he posts on his social media outlets is not, I think, as threatening as his authority, his promises to be an authoritarian, fascistic president. And he says it. He says he's what he's going to do. You know he's going to deliver on what he's going to do. All right? So, like, America, you can put your head in the sand and pretend that it's not happening, but it is happening. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. All right? And so I'm watching this, this train wreck slowly like we're i'm watching these two train cars coming at each other I'm like no they're not we're, we're we're gonna leave the track before we let this guy. nope america seemed poised determined somehow or other to like this man so here is his uh uh here is his christmas greetings uh sergio vicente uh is my uh guest today and um 
Uh, and I kind of saved this for Sergio because down to the years, Sergio has been my guest on the show. We've talked about trash talking. We've talked about how Donald Trump pretty much stole a lot of his persona from wrestling. Uh, we talked about how Democrats haven't quite figured out how to deal with someone who's a bully and kick sand in their face. We have one. What's that? We have one that knows how to how to how to how to fight back. <laughs> His name is Sergio Vicente. He'll be well, on. No, I, I was actually talking about Gavin Newsom. But oh, I mean, we'll talk uh, about Gavin Newsom and his debate. Yeah, yeah Gavin Newsom, yeah. The, the governor uh, of California. Of the great uh, state of California. So maybe the Democrats should just put Gavin Newsom up right now. Um, we can discuss. I cannot wait to discuss. All right. So uh, here we go. This is, uh, and thank you, listener Frank, for sending this to me. Uh, this is a post- uh, by Donald Trump, uh, the man MAGA is about to uh, nominate as its candidate to be president, the man that America elected as its president. This is Christmas post, okay? When most people are saying, you know, peace in the world, let's put aside our differences for a moment and just think of the things that we have in common, right? In World War One, the Germans and the French and the, and the, and the English, they stopped fighting on Christmas on christmas okay you know what i mean just this is that moment yeah, the israelis didn't get that uh that memo by the way no there's still war raging in gaza yeah you know, uh, not just that they bombed bethlehem yesterday on christmas day on christmas day the idf bombed bethlehem yeah well they uh, uh did not read the memo either um that's for sure here's donald trump's memo uh his post from for Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all, including crooked, crooked Joe Biden's only hope, only hope is cap, deranged Jack Smith, deranged Jack Smith, the out-of-control lunatic who just hired outside attorneys fresh from the swamp, unprecedented, to help him with his poorly executed witch hunt against Trump and MAGA. Included also our world leaders, both good and bad, but none of which are as evil and sick as the thugs, who, I'm sorry, as the thugs we have inside our country who, with their open borders, inflation, Afghanistan surrender, green news scam, high taxes, no energy independence, woke military, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, all electric car lunacy, and so much more are looking to destroy our once great USA. May they rot in hell. Again, Merry Christmas. And I mean, there's a like that 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 riff of sorts, open borders, inflation, Afghanistan surrender, just like throwing everything you can against the wall. It is like every freaking issue of the world, every problem, every challenge that the world had is kind of mentioned in passing. And MAGA and the Republicans don't even pretend they have a solution or approach to them. It's just like, oh, it would uh green new scam which of course the a reference i think to the green new deal which has been long abandoned by the democrats because they can't get anything resembling a republican support on it and then just putting because together they also can't get anything resembling modern democrat support on it either let's yeah. not forget about that yeah which i really don't understand like i mean i don't want to go down a uh, a whole uh, it's tangent simple. on the, the green new i think new, it's simple new. what's it some what why is it simple? I, I, why can't I think it's simple. a program that, how do I put this, Sergio, that gets energy independence while providing jobs for people? Why is that a scam? 
Well, the reason that they don't want to do that and the reason that, I mean, again, the reason I believe it's quite simple that it isn't happening uh, is, one, the the individuals that proposed that the the, the Green New Deal, the people that are attached to it, the the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, and already they're going to do everything in their power to go against them. They fight against the moderate Democrats, the establishment Democrats spend more time fighting against their own than they actually do fighting against Republicans. They and the reason that that is, is because the establishment Democrats, the moderate Democrats want the exact same things that Republicans do just because they slap, you know, a, a rainbow sticker on it. And hey, we like BLM doesn't mean that they actually do. It's nonsense. It's performative. They're the exact same people that the majority of these, again, that's why Joe Biden wants to, let's get back to how it used to be where we can go across the aisle and shake hands. <laughs> Guess what, Doofy? When, the, when that happened, when you guys were doing that in the 80s, was the reason that we're in the mess that we're currently in now. The ideology of that is why we allowed, we gift-wrapped, the power of this company, or not this country, essentially this company, this country, to the corporations and took the power away from the people and the unions. That is why. It is very simple. Let's follow the money. It's always about the money. The people that are pushing that are people that are, again, the, the lobbies that want natural, you know, or want um gases and things like that. So that that's what it is. I mean, come on. That that's that's why it's not happening. Well, when he uh, says green new scam, uh, he's sending a message. Uh, 1,000%. Yeah, and it's just like a coded message. Shut off your minds. We don't need, there is no uh, crisis, There's no climate crisis. Uh, there's no need to make it, to pay any attention to this as an issue. Uh, this is just a scam, a hoax. Uh, so that's 1, the message he's sending. And uh, yeah, it's hard enough, to your point, it's hard enough to get the Democratic Party to stay unified. Yep. Uh, it's hard enough to get them to stay unified on, on progressive issues that you think they would be unified behind. But it's impossible at this moment anyway to get any kind of traction on these issues when half the country, politically speaking, is just won't even acknowledge that these problems exist. But anyway, all right, Sergio. So uh, Sergio, of course, uh, is the host of Fight Club, dear friend of the show. And uh, the Fight Podcast. My bad. No uh, I misread, uh, misread my own note. So when you come on the show, one of the things I always ask you about is the psychology of the way uh, Donald Trump uh, performs. You said performative. That is an excellent word. The way he performs, the way uh, he approaches politics, the way he approaches like the, the, the tactics that he uses in his political fight against first the Republican Party to seize control of it and then the Democratic Party uh, and Joe Biden. And uh, he's unrelenting in this regard. And I mm -hmm. watch, watch the futility with which Democrats deal with it. Now, you said Gavin Newsom, in your humble opinion, had a different approach. So the floor is yours to talk about how the Democrats have been dealing with the, conf the combative tactics of Donald Trump in general, how Democrats have been uh, dealing with it. And then we'll go into Gavin Newsom. So take it away. Well, in general, the way that they have been dealing with it is that they have just essentially allowed him to create whatever narratives he's wanted to create when it boils down to it. That's what it is. He goes out there, he says whatever he wants to say, and 
if he is proven wrong, he just pivots. And instead of just holding his feet to the fire and saying, nope, these are the facts. This is what it is. And and again, I, I point to the media a lot when I say this as well. When someone is lying, instead of having this quote unquote intellectual debate and trying to say, well, you know, let's both sides this. Right. What about ism? How about this? How about that? Instead of doing that, the Democratic Party needs to stop with the games and say, hey, look, this is nonsense. We're not even going to acknowledge this nonsense because they're lies. Here's the list of them. This is proven even when it comes to the economy. He talks all this nonsense about the economy. And because of the decisions that he specifically made, our economy tanked. It's very easy to go and find these numbers. But we don't want to do that. We want to get back and forth into And When I say we, I'm talking about the Democratic Party wants to sit going back and forth and essentially wants to go and 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 play again the, these, these games. And they want to go back and forth and they want to have these, uh, you know, the, these culture wars, as opposed to just talking about facts and figures. If we stop with the culture wars, because that's all he's trying to do, and actually kept it with the facts and figures, we would be better off. Mm -hmm. The reason that I think Gavin Newsom is so beneficial is because if we watch him go out there and actually debate the Republicans, when he's having these interviews on Fox News with Sean Hannity, he's not allowing the back and forth. He is stopping it. Nope, that's a lie. Here's the facts. And the thing about it is, we have I've said this on this show time and time again, and I say this consistently, the Republican Party is full of weenies and, and, and cowards. So when you actually stand up to cowards and weenies and bullies, what do they do? They cower. They don't know what to say, and then they're they're reaching for straws. Every time you call them out, they reach for straws. <laughs> That's all you end up getting from them. They don't even know. It, it, it literally seems like it's like a computer trying to reboot. You just like you just hear you hear the the windows chime going off. Doom, doom, doom. Like they're trying to figure it out. But it, it, that's what happens when you actually stand up to them. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is another one that I love. But here's the unfortunate problem with AOC. She's a brown woman. And even the Democratic Party doesn't want to give her the respect that she's due. And she's young. So they're looking at it and saying, oh, because let's be honest, she's probably the best bet we have. But Gavin Newsom is handsome. He got the Pat Riley haircut. He's tall. You know what I'm saying? Where's yeah. good stooch? Yeah. He, he, he even had a little scandal back in the day where he was out here stepping out on his wife. He could sit here throwing that at the Republicans and say, look, I'm one of y'all. I don't <laughs> care. Right? Yeah. I'm a coxman, as they say. He he can do all of those things and say and be happy. And, and he can get away with it. Gavin Newsom has the right presentation. And not only does he have the right presentation, he's taking the right steps. I was the, the mayor of San Francisco when San Francisco was doing great. I was the governor of California. Look at our GDP. Look at our economy. We, if, if it wasn't, and again, we, we look at the South, and again, he, he does a fantastic job of going out there and talking about facts. Hey, Southern states, if it wasn't for California, you guys wouldn't even be able to survive. Yeah. We're, we're, we help you guys survive. And, and the thing is, we talk about Donald Trump being the businessman. Why doesn't anybody call out him being a failed businessman? You're not a good businessman when one, 
you're only hiring 12 people of your family and 11 of them are going to jail. And two, you're sitting here and actually, what, he's gone bankrupt six times? Mm. Last time I checked, that is not a good businessman. Since we're in LA, shout out to Nipsey Hussle last time I checked. But um, it's it's a joke. And I think that is what the Democratic Party needs to do. They need to be able to be stronger with their convictions, stand on facts, and not allow the games of the back and forth. No, you're wrong. This is what's happening and move forward. Right. So uh, if you were somehow or other in charge of the Democratic Party, uh, as just, just imagine as a, for point one. Uh, I, don't, I don't want that responsibility. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, yes, yes. If I'm in charge, yes. If you were in charge. Yes. Uh, would you replace Joe Biden with Gavin Newsom. If that, yes. I understand we have a democracy yes. and there's an yes. election, but let's yes. just say you were the. Well, I mean, let's have a better question. Well, first of all, that's that's one thousand percent yes. Okay. The better question is why isn't the Democratic Party having any debates with multiple Democratic candidates? We have multiple Democratic candidates. Why don't we have debates? Why are we just automatically assuming that Joe Biden is the best option for us? Um, it, it, it's it's ridiculous that we just don't even allow debates in the Democratic Party when we already have an incumbent president. That's that's not how this is supposed to work. So, yeah, I mean, so what I replaced uh, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Here, here, here's the thing. Uh, let me let me say a couple of good things about Joe Biden. First of all, I'm not a, I, I, I will admit I'm not a fan. I voted for him. If he's the Democratic nominee, I will vote again for him. I do not like Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is a terrible president. I think he's an even worse person. But one thing I'll say about Joe Biden is if we're talking about good, our economy is fantastic right now. And it's continued going up. Um, Inflation is coming down. He's doing a lot of good things when it comes towards the economy. Okay. And he is. And that's one thing that especially the Republicans love to, to talk about. Throw it in their face. When Trump was in, it was he it was going down. When Biden was in, literally. Donald Trump came in with a surplus. He pissed it all away because the decisions and the tax cuts that he gave to the rich and the, and, the, and the economy plummeted. Joe Biden comes back in. Unemployment is up. Black unemployment is, 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 is lower than it's ever been. It, it is, it, 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 the country is in a good place when it comes to that. That is what he needs to go out there and run on instead of all this other access nonsense that he's doing. But would I personally replace him? Yes. He, what other walk of life or other industry do we hire somebody to run this industry when they're pushing 80-something years old? We don't. We don't. We, we set them off to the pasture years prior to that, almost 20 years prior to that, because, because even, if, even if they're intellectually there, mm-hmm. it's the presentation, right? If, if Bernie Sanders didn't look like an owl, <laughs> we— I guarantee you he would have been the presidential nominee. Yeah. It was it's a presentation thing. Yeah. So, but again, I stand on the fact that I think that Joe Biden's a, a, a terrible human being. All right. Uh not the worst president, but he's a terrible human being. We've had some really terrible human beings as presidents. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. Now, when you phrase it that way, a terrible human being in my lifetime. 
most of them oh, have been terrible. Yeah, I mean, I most of them. You know, uh, most of them. I, 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 um, uh, Jimmy Carter was 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 a nice man. He's a nice man. Barack Obama was a nice man. Barack Obama was he a terrible human being? A little bit, yeah. We look at what he's he's done, but he's still a gentleman, so I give him that. But aside from so Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama, who who else we have? Even in your lifetime, that that's all I in my lifetime. Only decent well, human being as I president mean. was was Brock. Yeah, that's, that's those those are the two uh, that I was going to name. And as time goes on, I become a bigger bigger fan of Jimmy Carter. Uh, yeah, it, and he he gets a lot of nonsense for for things that were out of his control. Yeah, it, and. It just and his post presidency, the, the commitments he's made uh, to peace in the world, and just and, he's a nice, and, he's a decent man. He's and he's also the one guy. I mean, uh, I just think about where we're at right now, mm-hmm. our culture, where culturally we're at right now. We're accumulating as much wealth as we can, uh, and it's beyond just comfort zone wealth. It's like fantastical amounts of wealth. Uh, he's the one person that I can think of who's impervious to that. Who, that's not what motivated him in life. I, I don't. I've never. Jimmy Carter. Once he left the office in 1980, uh, he was not about the pursuit of dollars. You know, he dedicated himself throughout. Yeah. Uh, just human. He, he got out of office in the 1980s, and him and Joe Biden are still the same age. <laughs> Stop. Okay, now now you're kind of heading into another topic that I want to go. And I'm gonna and I want to go there. What we may get <laughs> joking. We'll go. Joking. They're about five years apart. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so we're going into heading into Joe Rogan country, and I wanted to talk to you uh, about Joe. And wherever I mention Joe Rogan, I I feel compelled to say this. Uh, I am a little jealous of him because his podcast is destroying mine in terms of numbers. Uh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, man. He's and, killing us all, bro. <laughs> and he's killing us all. And yeah, if there was yeah. any justice in the world, um, Sergio's podcast would be as big as Joe Rogan's because he knows the game as well as not better than Joe Rogan. Damn uh, right. Let and, know. Um, and he's also does not it's not like this right winger here's the thing about joe Rogan. that's the problem I, I i'll tell you what i will my my personal belief on why i'm not where i am but please continue i'll tell All you right. what i think. so here's the thing about joe rogan and uh so i say again that i'm in awe of what you did joe rogan so i always say that i always got to give you your shout out what you built and this empire that you have created but you pretend in my humble opinion you don't want to come right out and say you're MAGA man. You don't want to come right out and say it, but you are MAGA man. And you use your platform to build the MAGA brand. And you you pretend like you're not doing it, but you are doing it. Uh, and I've just been watching you for a long time. You're much harder mm-hmm. on Democrats than you are Republicans. And you're like, mm-hmm. maybe you'll have a throwaway line about, oh, Trump, this, and then... 10 minutes ripping Biden. So you went on, a, oh, you went yeah. on this riff the other day where he was mocking. Uh, uh, well, when he was with uh, the wrestler, with that gentleman. Was it that one? And no, he went I on this whole riff and he, okay, okay. That's I right. can't remember another who one the thing. guest was, yeah. but he yeah. was saying, he was one of his favorite themes is that uh, Joe Biden is a disgrace and embarrassment to this country because he's old and he's feeble. And that's another hangup that Joe Rogan has. With, because he's so strong, he's stronger than the average man, he has a disdain 
for those who are not physically fit. We see who deems weak. Yes, that's weak in his mind, even though yes. mentally you may have to be mentally strong to get through life in a if if you're not uh, muscular. But in his mind, strength equals muscle. And so yes. in his mind, uh, Joe Biden is an embarrassment to the United States because he's feeble and he's old. And, 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 and Donald Trump is a picture of, of masculinity <laughs> and health. But, Have we seen that walrus? Okay, so, th so this is to the point. He started mocking something that uh, Joe Biden, I can't remember what it was. It was one of those, mo some, some kind of like uh, a, a senilic ramble that Joe Biden had allegedly gone on. And it turns out, and he's got this yes man guest going, oh my God. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was, uh, it was, it was, um, it was, please continue. I'll, yeah. I'll bring up the name. You know now. what? Sergio will push back on me. My guests will, it's like we listen, we respect each other, we push back. You come on my show, you don't have to go bed. You're always right. You go on the Joe Rogan show, you better go, oh, Joe, you're so great. They won't bring you back. The Joe Rogan show. All I needed to come on one time to clown his ass. Let's see. Just like I'll get all the views and clicks I need. Let me just go out there and just roll, just light him on fire for three hours. That's as much as he's gonna give me. I'll go out there and cook his ass. You're not coming back, that's um, for sure. Uh I'm okay with that. All I need to come down is one time. So they 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 agreed that it was unbelievably embarrassing and pathetic that uh Joe Biden said whatever it was that they that he said, I can't even remember. And all of a sudden Turns out that it was Trump who said it. Yes, it, that <laughs> you know it was, that was his his recent um, conversation oh. with this UFC fighter. Oh, was uh, okay. Yes, yeah, the gentleman's a UFC fighter, and his name is oh my goodness, why am I? It will come to me in a moment, but um, yes, he did have this conversation. And to be very fair, I'll be honest with you. He might he I've heard him have this conversation multiple times. So it might have been with a whole nother person and okay, he got it been another person. Uh, yeah. Um uh right. But regardless, was, I can't think of his It doesn't name. matter who it was. The point it doesn't is, matter who his name is. Yeah. Yes. The point yes. is uh that he he was denigrating Joe Biden for something that Trump had done. And I that like spoke volumes to me about um the attitude in this country toward Joe Biden. Right now, you have political opposition to Joe Biden. All right? Uh, right. At best, Joe Biden's politics probably are a lot closer to Joe Rogan's than Joe Rogan will ever admit across the board. Uh, but he can't come to endorse uh, Joe Biden because Joe Biden represents everything he kind of like has disdain and despises. And that's right. old, oldness, weakness. And to him, Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has that uh, like wrestling approach, the pro wrestling yeah. approach, the barking out, even if he's saying absolute nonsense, it's it's what projecting strength. I think there's something really twisted and weird about that. Your thoughts, Sergio? I'm sorry. Like I like I was trying to re re uh, get my my earphone. In. Could you repeat that last part of it? I just my, want to make sure I got point is that in general there yes. is a hostility and a hatred yes. for Joe Biden that Rogan yes. represents and symbolizes that yes. based solely on the fact that they dislike, I want. I don't want to say hate, that's a, such a strong word, no, but hate I'll just use it, hate old people, 
what they yeah. physically weak people. Well, you know what it is. I I think it is more. I I do. I, I don't want. I'm not disagreeing with you because I think that that is part of it. Because if you look at their entire base and the people that follow Rogan, um, those are the exact same people that really idolize and 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 prop up somebody like an Andrew Tate, right? These are the exact same people. These are the people that scream masculinity, right? We're masculine. We are men. We 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 study Rome all the time because that's what white men do. You know, like that type of nonsense, right? Um, I, do you remember when that was going on? Everybody was saying like, "Men think about Rome X amount of time." Blah blah blah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not white. I don't think about Rome at all. I, I, I you know. If you want to ask about Egypt, yeah, I think about that all the time. You want to think about Ghana, I talk, I think about that all the time. I don't think about Rome at all, but I digress. Um, what we're talking like, it is a thing about weakness, right? They they look at anybody that is which they deem physically weak, they want to sit there and say, but at the end of the day, it's it's more so they want to oppose anything that they deem to be the other. They're very tribal. MAGA, the current GOP, um, it's not about fact. It's about you are opposing what we want. And anybody who is opposing or propping up anything like, you know, or LGBTQ plus rights, black rights, specifically those two, they're going to sit there. And, and here's the thing, which is so ridiculous. If they actually did the research, they would realize that Joe Biden isn't a fan of those things either. <laughs> but because he is on the other team. They want to throw all these things out here, not realizing it. Donald Trump is literally the same age. They're about a year or two apart. You know what I'm saying? They're roughly the same age. Donald Trump brags. He brags about not working out. I don't work out. All I do is play golf. Working out takes off life force or something, some nonsense, right? He So... It's more about, in my opinion, about the opposite team. Because if Joe Biden tomorrow came out and said, I'm a Republican president, let, let's rock with MAGA, and Donald Trump is going to be my new running mate. <laughs> yeah, I love Brandon. Like, that's the type of stuff he'd end up getting, right? So it's not about them specifically thumbing a, a nose to people that they deem to be weak. It, it's just they're the others. And they are, it's a cult. So if you're against the cult, you are the other. So why, in your humble opinion, if Joe Rogan is sort of part of the same cult, why won't he come right out and say, I'm MAGA? Why does he play this game where he's pretends he's neutral? Trump? No, Rogan. Why? Oh, Rogan? Because I don't believe that Rogan believes that he's MAGA. That's the thing. I don't think he believes that he is. Because he 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 believes that he is this free-thinking, strong white man. That's what he believes. And just because I like some of the stuff they're talking about, they're a little extreme. No, I'm not going with that. Because remember, he used to say that he's a Democrat for the longest time. Right? So he doesn't like to sit there and admit that. Right? But it, it's... His biases are showing. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. they, they they absolutely show. You see his biases when you the guest, the way that he talked. Because if he was being neutral, what he would do is he would sit there 
and the same venom and vitriol that he has for Biden, he would have for for again. One thing I love about, and I don't think that they everything they do is perfect, but I I, I enjoy watching like Chank and the Young Turks, right? Um, I think that they're great because they attack, they 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 criticize equally both parties. They will sit there and rip both heads of state and say, "Hey, you're this, you're that." And and they'll go down because they're basing it upon their voting records and what they're saying, right? Um, so I think in in terms of of Rogan, I just think he he thinks he's just. I happen to agree with a lot of things that they agree with, but I don't feel that I am an extremist of MAGA because I think even in Republican circles, I think they look at, at MAGA kind of like, "Ooh, that's that's a little that's a little much." I'm not them, but everything that they say, they're like. Well, I like that. Well, I like that. Oh, no, no, I'm not MAGA because that that's like that's that's damn near like saying the N-word right now at this point to, to some of these white folks. No, don't you call me that. But I like everything they're talking about. It's like, you know, I'm not MAGA, but I don't like, you know, uh, anything, you know, I don't nothing woke. Oh, I just, I just don't like wokeness. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, which is a very MAGA thing. Uh, I mean, right. not being woke is all they're saying is, and we've talked about this before as well. You and I have talked about this. Um, being anti, I'm, I'm not, I'm anti woke. All you're saying is you're anti black. Like, and, and, and again, I'm so happy that somebody like Gavin Newsom on a debate stage said that to um, the Ron idiot DeSantis. Court, uh, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He was able to say that. What you're saying is that you're anti black. Just say that. All right. This is the question I was going to ask you before when I went on that tangent. My fault for going on the tangent. Uh, in your humble opinion, yes, should the Democratic candidate, let's assume it's Gavin Newsom. Let's just say in a magical world, uh, Joe Biden said, you know what? I don't want to run. And Gavin Newsom was the candidate. Should he agree to debate Donald Trump? Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes. All right. Explain. Oh my God. He say why because he he would first of all Donald Trump would refuse to to do it because I think he knows what would happen and I think people around him will understand what would happen as well. I think the Republican Party would know what happened. He would get demolished. We talking about a one sided butt whooping if <laughs> if that happens. Um, we're talking about a, a man who is extremely intelligent who is eloquent and well-spoken. And if you guys know me, you know I am not talking about Donald Trump. I am talking about Gavin Newsom. He, he, he'll be able to go out there. He is younger. He is more handsome. He is more fit. Everything that Donald... Because one thing that Donald Trump wants to say, he wants to go out there and call you names. He, he wants to talk about Ron DeSantis's heels. And he wants to talk about all this. He wants to talk about you physically. So you take that away right away. You can't, what are you going to say about me physically, bro? I'm better than you in every physical, statistical category. Like, what are you talking about? I'm taller than you. My hair is real. I'm actually <laughs> handsome. I'm younger. What's yeah. up? You know? Oh, and then let's actually talk about, you know, oh, we don't want to talk business? Oh, I can talk business. Let me go out here and, and, and talk about the business of California since I've been at the helm and how much California is doing in comparison to you and your companies. Now Trump wouldn't be able to, to, to do anything with that. And he will resort to trying to lie and do things. And then what will end up happening? We remember what happens when he has the debates. He pouts. He gets into himself. He, hmm, he sits there, looks all mad and disappointed. And he'll try to, you know, he'll try to have his, his five-minute, you know, thing and try to, like, pivot. He wouldn't be able to because, uh, because Gavin Newsom would not allow him to pivot. 
Gavin Newsom, just like we saw him do with Sean Hannity, just like we saw him do with Ron DeSantis, he holds their feet to the fire and he makes these cowards squirm. I um, I have mixed feelings about uh, Joe Biden uh, debating Trump. I, 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 I think Joe Biden cooks him. I think Joe Biden cooks him. And here's the thing. Joe Biden has a stutter. Yeah. We understand. It's not that he is mentally unequipped. The man has a stutter. He has always had a stutter. And I am not going to berate any person on this planet for having a an issue like that. That is that's not something to poke fun of. It is not the the 80s anymore. I'm not bullying people because of something like that. Yeah. That's just it's just not the case. I have empathy. I understand that that is something that he cannot help. And here's the thing. This is a man that is still, again, when I judge people, I judge people based on what they have done. I, I do not like, I don't care about what Joe Biden has done in terms of, you know, with, with his son has nothing to do with anything, nothing to do with anything. I don't care what Joe Biden has to do. But one thing I do care about, Joe Biden is one of the main reasons that we have Clarence Thomas, the most one of the most awful human beings in the Supreme Court. Joe Biden, he is there because of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden was one of the deciding speeches and votes when in, during that 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 that, that uh, trial when that happened. I, I I I I resent him for that. I resent him for the ninety three crime bill. I resent him because he's the one who created that. I resent him for going out there in the in the late 80s and early 90s saying that he is a Zionist and saying that he will sit out there. And if 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 Israel did not, this is almost a direct quote, if Israel did not exist, the America needs to create an Israel to protect her interest in the Middle East. That is almost a direct quote from Joe Biden, that asshole. Those are reasons why I do not like Joe Biden. So your 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 opposition to Joe Biden, uh, it, what you're saying, uh, is is rooted in uh, his history, what yeah, he has political, done, his, his political, political history, right. and what he actually believes in. The way he moves and advocates exactly, exactly, which is different. And, and, than and, and, and what he has also again, what he has voted for. I I looked at it extensively in his voting record. He is a warmonger. He loves war. Right, He's so voted me, for every war. So let me ask you this. And uh, and I say this saying I will still vote for him. There you go. That against Donald I know, Trump. I and I, I say I, this yeah. saying that. Yeah, because I'm with you. And you know I'm but with that's you on the this thing. one. People because... are not educated in what they're doing. If you are educated and you have nuance in these topics, and this is why these intellectual debates need to happen, two things can be true. I cannot like him and not respect him in these categories, but I also understand that we have a want-to-be dictator here who is telling us who he is and what he wants to do, and I refuse to put him in office. This man, ladies and gentlemen, should have a podcast that's equal in size to Rogan, okay? (laughs) And he knows the fight game better than Rogan. Just say it, Joe. (laughs) Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> Save for the ones in the back. <laughs> it's my personal belief. I've watched him uh, since he was like eight years old, but that's a whole other longer story. Uh, all right. Now, who knew I, at, at that point in time I'd be talking about now, politics like this? Who knew? You were talking mostly about baseball back then. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, I'm going to bring it back. There's a couple things I want to hit on. Yes. Uh, we have this debate going on Instagram. Uh, Serge and myself about LeBron. This is not a debate. I, I'm not. I'm not baked into the LeBron Michael Jordan debate. I really am not. Uh, okay. hey, 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 it's a two-headed goat. I'm not mad at that. Well, I would say if you're going to do two-headed, uh, you see, you can't overlook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, I would say it's a three-headed goat. No, 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 no. I'm and, sorry. I, I, I'm uh, sorry. Look, I, I, I think I, I don't like because because then you're trying to discount. Right, let's just play. But I didn't want to go. I, I but I, like, one thing that um that I've been thinking about LeBron James. So let's just put the LeBron Michael uh debate to the side for a moment. Okay. And I was thinking about the strength that LeBron James emanates. I've been watching him closely, the way he handles himself. Uh, and more and more impressed with the man as a man, uh, as time goes on. Uh, and just as a basketball player blows my mind what he's doing. Yes. And um, just absolutely remarkable. He came to Chicago about a week ago. The Bulls beat him. It was a great night for Bulls fans. Uh, but after the game, I'm watching Le- the way that LeBron James uh, handles himself. The game's over. He competed hard. He This man hates to lose. He's like every competitor, great competitor. But the game's over, boom. He comes over to the Bulls' side of the court. He's got his guys that are like lined up, Sergio, waiting to be greeted by the great LeBron. Uh, Torrey Craig's the first guy to come at him. All right? LeBron, yeah, you could tell, like, LeBron was like – was not it's like at the LeBron was like I will greet you but you are not the guy I came over to greet it's, you get to see so it's like a handshake the guy came over to greet AC he loves AC Alex Caruso and you know LeBron this is a little irritated at the Lakers for letting Alex Caruso go he was pissed about it he was pissed about it and he should be because it was trying to get him back still I know but don't Bulls if you're listening I know you are Bulls season ticket holder do not trade AC okay then. After AC, he his guy, Damar. Big hug for first AC gets Ubo. the biggest hug. And 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 this the most pep talk. Then Damar. Then Vooch. Because I guess there's a California connection. Vucevic. Oh, Vucevic went to USC. Uh and uh LeBron's son goes to USC. Okay, so he did his Bulls things, you know. And then I'm watching yesterday when they beat when the Celtics beat the Lakers after the game, LeBron. Tatum, 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 Brown. He has this man is like he is what the face of the league is supposed to be. He, he and that's one thing that look in terms of the goat debate and everything else, people are gonna say whatever what they like better. It, it is what it is. There, there is never going to be one answer. It's all he's all. It, it, it's we can say it is a rotating. Mount Rushmore, who is in your top five or yeah. whatever, right? Depending on who it is, because I hear people all the time. I hear these young kids, they're asking, like, who's their goat? These young kids are saying Paul George, <laughs> but they're saying Paul George. And I understand it because the way that the NBA's game is now, there's a whole bunch of Paul Georges in the game now. His style is what, just like my generation looked at Kobe. And was just like, I want, like, you're looking at DeMar DeRozan, exactly. All these guys wanted to be Kobe, right? Yeah. Now they're looking at like Paul George and things like that. So it's always going to be rotating. But one thing that we talk about him is that there is nobody that, that was, had more on their plate and more pressure on them. And 
he exceeded those expectations. And the way that he understands the the platform that he has, and he carries him, he's never in the news in a negative light. He carries himself like a gentleman. So for me, when I always talk about GOAT, I throw all of those things into account. Um, I'm also somebody who believes in longevity. I think if you can be great for an extended period, that to me is actual. Anybody can be great for a, a, a sample size. Like prime example, I think Jokic is fantastic. But because I know Jokic doesn't work out hard in the offseason, Jokic ain't going to be around much longer. Jokic doesn't take care of his body. Jokic doesn't do that. So as great as he is, we're only go he's going to be one of those guys that we're like, man, that dude was really dope for like five, six years. He's one of those guys, right? And even, like I said, I love Mike, but the reason that I've always put Braun over Mike was because of the gaps with it. By this point in time, Mike retired three times. You know what I'm saying? Twice. I said, I mean, just, you know, but it's like, but even still, like, so that's why I look at it. This is a guy who has not stopped. He literally has, this dude has had 20 points in a game in every game since 2006. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like things like this, when you're looking at it, it is the, the consistency that he continues building. And then again, the, the way that he is now the elder states in the league. And he really, it, he's proven that it doesn't have to be, I, I love the 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 assassin that Kobe and Mike are and were. I loved I love that at the moment, but I also love somebody who competes hard. But the moment that it's over, like you stated, can switch it off and 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 embrace the youth and embrace other generations as well. I, I, I appreciate that. All right, so let's uh, do a contrast to another. Uh athlete uh that's in the news uh today lebron the way he goes about the game the way he approaches competition and again it's competition it's fierce yes. wants to win i'm not yes. let's just not forget that like when yes. lebron made it clear he wanted to win that in-season tournament he went out and they won the in-season tournament he was <laughs> we're, we're mean, talking about a guy that has been yeah. to the finals 10 times in a 21-year career more than half of his almost half of his career he's been in the finals yeah. Wow. Oh. And then, and we want to sit there and say a guy like that doesn't want to win. Well, Dude, I, I, nobody's a team full of, of All right, so I'm going to contrast him with uh, at a different sport, uh, Colby Covington. 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 And Covington. Covington. Colby Covington. Uh, and uh, I did not watch the fight. He went up against uh, Leon Edwards, but I, I, uh, to, I, I heard the pre-fight rhetoric, and. Um, the things uh, Kobe Covington said about Leon Edwards' father uh, and trying to use Leon Edwards' father as a way to, like, gain advantage, I, I just was, like, it was so below the belt uh, and needlessly cruel. And I'm like, what is it in the world? Like, somebody, again, we're going back to, like, Trump and Biden, the debate we were just having to discuss. Like, this and Joe Rogan, this feel this necessity to show your strength by being what? mean and crude. Yeah. What and, and, and it, it's um I, I, one thing that um I'll be very honest with you. And and you guys know, like I said, I had literally have a show talking about combat sports. I used to compete in, in mixed martial arts. I love mixed martial arts. I, I I really love the sport, but I love it because I grew up a martial artist and one thing about martial arts that you learned in traditional martial arts is 
respect and honor. And one thing that because of MAGA and Dana White and the base, that honor and respect has, has been lost over the last few years. And it's been extremely difficult to, as not only a liberal man, as a black man, to watch and watching the the vile nature of, of, of what the sport is turning into. Um, not just, not the sport, the UFC specifically. Um, Colby Covington, who was a, in his prime, was a fantastic fighter. I'll give him that. I think he was boring because he doesn't have any power. He doesn't have any finishing abilities. But he was extremely skilled in terms of his wrestling capabilities and his gas tank, which as a competitor, as an athlete, I appreciate. Kobe Covington over the last six years has not beaten anybody under the age of 35. If we know anything about professional sports, if you're hitting 35, you're already past it. So he hasn't beaten anybody in the last six years that are past or are in their prime, right? Um, and he was still, and then he didn't fight for two years and he was still gifted a title shot. He was gifted that title shot because he is a MAGA head and Donald Trump loves him and Dana White loves Donald Trump. So he's going to do whatever he can to get out there and they know that he has a base. So they have been complicit, the UFC has, in promoting him and being okay with his nonsensical approach, with his idiocracy. They've been okay with it. They they have allowed it to continue. And now it's one of those situations of the toothpaste is out of the tube. He started this character because this is a character because the, the great Dan Lambert, who was the head of one of the greatest teams uh, in all of all time, American top team, billionaire down in Florida, huge uh, fan of professor wrestling. Colby Covington was at the gym at that point in time. And, um, and, and Colby was about to get cut from the UFC. For those who do not know, a little background story. He was about to get cut. So even though he was winning, he was going to get cut because he was nobody wanted to watch him fight. He was so boring. So they helped him create this wrestling character to help him sell tickets. Started to started being a little, little edgy, started saying little racial things. But this is around the same time that MAGA starts picking up. So all of a sudden, he starts again, puts the flag on, starts talking about it like he's this patriotic person. And he ended up not only becoming this character, he, he believed this character so much. This is who just, he, this it just became an extension of him, and he became this vile human being. Um, he said racial and and, and 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 snarky things to the point that somebody, a fighter, when he was talking trash, saw him at the saw him at a restaurant, punched him at a restaurant. And what did this this tough guy? Because we like to consider what did this tough guy do? He he filed a police report because he's such a tough guy. What a punk. And that's one thing you do not do. If you're a fighter, you talk shit, you get punched, you eat it. You do not call the cops. And that's what he did. So he goes out here, he talks about Leon Edwards, who is the definition of a martial artist, a gentleman. And here's the thing. Only people that he does this with, if people are noticing, are black men. He did that with Kamar Usman. He calls them filthy animals and, and things like that. The, these These... These dog whistles that they all like to say, they'll say them. He'll say these things and then be like, I didn't mean anything. I'm not a racist. But then we'll sit out here and talk trash 
about a gentleman who is Palestinian and who is out here trying to advocate for Palestinians. He calls that, that man a racist. He calls black. He, he, he's, he's a master projector. That's what he does. And again, who else is a master projector? Donald Trump. That is what they do. They sit there. And here's the thing. If anybody watched the fight, he lost in every round of the fight. 49, 46 crossed every scorecard. No, he got rocked. He got beat up. The only reason he ended up on top in the last round is because the striker, who was Leon Edwards, started taking down the wrestler. He slipped off position, but he was dominating him on the ground, which wasn't supposed to happen. And then what does this fool do? He goes on Jesse Waters. What another vile human being. Mm. He goes on Jesse Waters' show, and then he sits there and tries to say, like, oh, only reason that this thing, I'm not getting wins is because I like Donald Trump. You, Donald Trump was in the first row. If they didn't like him, he wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. The reason you got the title shot is because mm-hmm. you are so ingratiated and tied in with Donald Trump. So here's the problem for Colby now, though. He went so far and so vile against Leon Edwards. Even the people that support him were like, ooh, that's... Why are you talking about this man's father who was murdered? Yeah. And then he says he's like, I'm going to, you going to meet, and then he doubles down on him. Yeah, I'm going to meet him in, in hell because he's, he's a terrible human being and compares his father to Adolf Hitler. Like, this is the type of fool that this is, but these, but this is not, this is a UFC's, this is a, a culture problem within the UFC. They allowed this to happen. This, they, they, the toothpaste is out the tube. Now they can't get it back in. And now you have a barrage of these idiots going out there saying just totally callous things. But that one I think was so bad that you you started feeling and seeing some drawback. Now, no, even Dana White had to back away a little bit from it. And That's usually how bad he says, it was. these guys are going to fight. You let, let them say whatever. They're like, I'm not going to police them like that. This yeah. one, he was like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah. it's it, it, it he's he's a complete and utter joke of a human being um and uh and and i'll be very honest with you there is not a want to, for anyone to see him fight if you look at um online uh, most people are just calling for him to retire he's lost he's had four title shot opportunities he's lost all four and he hasn't beat anybody who is in the top 10 there's no way he can get another that was his opportunity I think the best bet for him to do right now will be to retire. Well, I, uh, in my humble opinion, if he does retire, it will be with a a, a, sour, a, a sad legacy. And and it's that, not, that riff was sad at all. He has zero legacy. It's zero legacy. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not talking about the legacy in the ring. I'm just about the legacy of the person. Oh, of a human being. Yes. yes. A human being. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking just, about. She's just a trash human being. I hope we never see him again. If I never have to hear his voice again, it'll be too soon. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's uh, close with uh, some advice. Uh, Serge, for my beloved Chicago Bulls. Uh, you know, I love them dearly. And, as uh, do I. As do I. As you am. Uh, so right now, big decision by the Bulls. Uh, should they trade Zach Levine? Uh, and um, uh, uh, so just a little, just a little. What, what the Bulls need to do is this. Eight and four without him, four of five and fourteen with him. I know numbers can be deceiving, et cetera, so forth. But that is, those are the numbers. The floor is yours. 
I mean, the Bulls need to. I, I, we need to start over again. This isn't working. Um, I, I think a big part of it, and I think it would have worked if uh, Lonzo was healthy. Unfortunately, he was not, and because he's not healthy, I mean, this team isn't working. Um, I, I don't think that Zach is primed to be that guy anymore. I don't know if he ever was. I never really thought he was. Uh, but they're not definitely Bulls aren't going to get the value that they want out of him. Um, if, if that's what they, they want to do as a Lakers fan, it's easy for us to say, well, we need three point shooting. Cause I was thinking about like, I personally, I would want um, DeMar DeRozan in the Lakers uniform more than Zach Levine, but the way that the Lakers team is constructed right now, if you put Zach Levine's three point shooting on the Lakers, that team is dangerous, especially he's somebody who can drop 40 at any point in time. And when LeBron retires, then you have a, a legitimate number two behind Anthony Davis. If that works, and then you, if they put him in a deal where they get Alex Caruso back, it makes sense. And for the Lakers, that is. For the Bulls, I, I still think you need to get rid of Zach to try to get something if you want to say you, you have you have Debo, who I still think is great are one of the best mid-range shooters in the game. Um I think man, you know what, man? The biggest part is I think Vooch isn't isn't what he was supposed to be. If Vooch was actually playing and it is consistent and it was actually this big man that we needed, I don't think we would have an issue. So I think honestly the biggest issue is we didn't have our point guard and we didn't have our big man doing what he was supposed to do. And I think that after years of having to carry the mantle for as long as he has I, I just don't think he has the gas for it no more. I feel bad for Zach. Hey, bro, come come over here to LA. <laughs> go to go to Lakers. Do not trade AC. Do not trade Demar Derozan. I love Demar Derozan. I, I, I love him too. I, I'm telling you, I, he's I, not going to work on the on the on the Lakers. I'm sorry. I watch the Lakers a lot. Not a Lakers fan. Okay, let's just emphasize that point. Why you know? not? Well, we're running out of time, and we could do a whole show on why I'm what's not wrong, a Lakers. What's wrong with the Lakers? I, I've never I, – okay, wait, time out. That's not true. You know my love for Wilt Chamberlain. So when Wilt Chamberlain in the early 70s, before you even thought of – Before you even thought of much less born, I loved Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, he was my guy. Everybody who knows me knows I was a huge Wilt Chamberlain fan as a kid. Bro, he and wasn't then, even on – you couldn't even see him on TV. I don't want to hear that. You know what? Well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and I found my way. <laughs> I love Will Chamberlain, and I love Dalton yeah. Taylor and Jerry West, and uh, those are old. Look, all those guys, all those guys were fantastic. Yeah, they were but, fantastic. You know, then the Lakers, the, my beloved Bulls. We had a f- coin flip to see if we could draft Magic Johnson. We lost the coin flip. We went. Oh, to we the got Oakers. Michael Jordan, and we beat him in '90. We made One. up for it. '91. Yeah, I don't know. I hated '80. Everybody loves '80s basketball. I watched a basketball obsessively in the 80s, and every team I wanted to win lost because I was only rooting for the Bulls, and every team I wanted to lose won, meaning the Celtics and the Lakers, who I hate. cannot stand either one of those teams. I'm with you. I am not a, I have never been a Celtics fan. I, but, uh, but you know but what? You're not, you're not, but you do admit that Larry Joe Bird was one hell of a basketball player. Do you not? He was all right. <laughs> okay. He's all right. He was all right. I knew, I that. Was, I knew that was coming. Oh, my. I think he was good. I think he was good. I, I I'll be honest. I, oh. I, I think he I think he was very good. Um, 
We we will have to save this conversation for the I, next show. Uh, I, I have nothing bad to say about Larry Bird. It's just like his style was just not for me, and, and that's right. why I've gotten to the point. Um, because I I, I liked I, I I'm not a hater anymore. I used to be a hater, where I used to sit here and be like, I don't like this town. Like, I can appreciate greatness no matter where it is, yeah, that's and that's true. why I like. For instance, I I enjoy watching the Celtics. I don't want them to win shit, but I like watching them play because. They have a a fun team. Even mm. Przingis out there is doing work, right? Oh, um, oh man, look, I, I enjoy it. I don't like the Warriors, but I enjoy watching. I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't stand I, the Warriors. I, I, um, I can't stand. But you know what? I enjoy. No, I'm with you. I, that's how I felt about Kobe Bryant. Uh, it look. And, I, and, I, but, I uprooted against Kobe Bryant his entire career. Okay, and and you know what? I'm not one of these guys. Oh, Kobe this, that, that. No, I rooted against him, but. Kobe Bryant, I always tell people this. He must have appreciated me. And he never mean to exist, but I'm a prototype. The people who booed Kobe. Because when he left the game, he made a commercial. And in the commercial, he's being booed. Everyone's booing him, and he's standing up to it. And I think Kobe Bryant appreciated people who, like, expressed themselves when it came to him and it came to the Lakers, as opposed to front runners in the city of Chicago, which jumped on that Laker band, forgetting the Bulls. Uh, I... First I of all, I, I, we have to just so people don't think I'm being thrown into that mix. <laughs> Ten years old, okay, yeah. in 1996, Kobe Bryant gets drafted. Yes, everybody loves Allen Iverson, especially kids around that time. Yes, that is correct. I was the one kid. I had the Slam magazine and everything. I was a Kobe Bryant fan, and not only was I a Kobe fan, the year before they got the Lakers. I started watching a guy named Eddie Jones and a guy named Nick Van Exel. Mm-hmm. And I used to love the style of play that those two had. And then all of a sudden, they made a trade for a gentleman named Shaquille O'Neal, who I was already a fan of. So all of a sudden, I had Nick Van Exel, Shaquille O'Neal, Eddie Jones, and who else? This young pup named Kobe Bryant on the team. For me, it was like, well, here's my second team. I have the Bulls. And they were my second team. And ever since 1996, the Lakers were my second team. That's it. That's fine. That's fair enough. I got to tell you this, by the way, the only time I ever rooted for the Boston Celtics in the entire history of the Boston Celtics, I really did love the Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Great team. Doc Rivers. Rondo. I love Rondo. Love uh, him. And Paul Pierce. Do you know who Rondo calls the greatest player of all time? Uh, LeBron James. <laughs> if Sergio asked that question, I think I know the answer. I mean, like, I was like, was well, this a trick question for a moment? I was thinking, is this a trick question? Who do you like? Probably a point guard, Isaiah Thomas. Maybe they go, wait a minute. No. I mean, <laughs> if he asked that question, it's because he's he LeBron. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Hey, I didn't say Rondo. No James. <laughs> I just said I loved him and I still love it. When the Bulls had him, I was. Very happy. I was happy when the Lakers had him. Got us a championship. Yes, he did. Laker fans. And he even oh. said he was like the smartest player he's ever played with. And the other guy that got you that championship, I mean, obviously AD and uh, LeBron, but it was Ray uh, Rondo and AC. I watched that. That was in the bubble. And Shoot, not not just AC. I mean, um, I mean, Dwight the- Howard, Javel McGee. That would that would that team was fantastic. It was a team. It was a great team, yeah. and, and and that's why I like the team that the Lakers have this year. And I think there's they're still trying to get healthy because, but the only thing that I think they're missing is 
um, some of their big men, but I, 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 we, we, we need a little bit of shooting. But uh, I, that's like the the versatility. Like I love Vanderbilt. You got Hachimura, man. I love Hachimura. I love Vanderbilt. I love Hachimura. Hachimura can shoot. Oh uh, man, hey, yeah. hey, and and Cam Reddish, Vanderbilt, Hachimura, Cam Reddish. I mean, you got a pretty good team. Okay, the question is LeBron. Hey, we're, we're, hey, we're already champions. In season champions, baby. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I always you, let my you guests. Know that get matters. I always let my guests get the last word. So you know what? I will honor that. And you get the last word. Yes, the Lakers are in season champions. And my beloved Bulls went 0 and 4. Uh in the <laughs> my beloved Bulls too. Yeah, they went 0 and 4. Uh, Surge. They lost to everybody. Oh Lord. Uh, but better times are ahead. All right, uh, Sergio, thank you very much uh, yes, for sir. taking time to come talk. The next time you're on, we're going to do the, the we're going to have, we always close a little basketball, the J.J. Reddick comment that he made on his podcast the other night, which I found fascinating uh, about white players in the NBA. So remind me that the next time you're on, we got to talk what about, they about white players in the NBA. Well, he uh, said that. He <laughs> did. Uh, well, all right. I'll tease it a little more. It was, uh, it was a, it was a great conversation. So Austin Reeves was his guest and Austin Reeves is a backup guard. Probably should be starting, but that's a whole no, other conversation. All. all right. Well, okay. We have difference agreement here. Uh, for yeah, he can't play defense that you, you put a guy like that in there. He closes the game out. It's very similar to the way that you did, um, uh, lemon pepper Lou back in the day. Like you get a guy like that. He doesn't have to start but he closes for you. I'm not mad at that. He's He can play defense. He's got to learn to want to play defense, but neither here nor there. Uh, and uh, so Reeves was on the game and they were talking about uh, white players because uh, Reeves is a white man. And so is uh, JJ Reddick. Just, you know, exactly. some of my listeners may not know. Uh, and uh, they're also what a uh, American white, as opposed to white players who come from Europe. Europe. Yes. A whole yeah. different mentality. Yeah. It gets yeah. into race relations in the United States, how white people see themselves uh, in the total scheme of things, how coaches see white players. Uh, and J.J. Reddick made a comment and a paraphrase, okay, because it's not an exact quote, uh, that white players are trained to go in the corner and wait for someone to pass on the ball. And if you watch... <laughs> <laughs> see Sergio's face, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what they do. They go to the court. And my, when he said that, I was like, oh my God, he's describing my game, my entire basketball career from the moment I started playing basketball, pick up at Everson High School. Give me the ball. I'm in the corner. I'm open. Uh, and, uh, or Nichols Junior High, actually. I'm in the corner. <laughs> I'm I in the corner. Right there. You go in Over the corner. There. Yeah, you go in the corner and I might pass you the ball. Uh, <laughs> and but I, I mean, it depends on the white boy. Like I said, they, well, they didn't do that with Bird. They didn't no, do Larry that. Joe. Hey, and also, I, and, and say what you want about white Austin Chocolate. Reeves. He's My better boy, than that. Jason yeah. Williams. Yeah, Jason Williams had the ball. He's exactly. going to give you the ball. <laughs> you know? Uh, Steve way, Nash. Did, you, did you see when he was on, uh, all, um, what's it called, All the Smoke, the... Uh, Matt Barnes podcast, which yeah. is great. When he was on, I mean, that was a great podcast. When he was on, he, he, he's, he, I, I, I've well, those teams. I don't know. We have to go, but those yeah. teams, those Kings teams, yeah, Jason Williams and and, and all those boys was fantastic. Hey, when he was Memphis is just fun to watch. I, I rooted for them big time against the Lakers, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody did. I felt the world against me. No, not everybody. Are you kidding me? The world <laughs> the against band, me. Like. 
Oh, Lord. You know what? Basically, but you ask me who my favorite team is uh, other than the Bulls. Who was ever playing Kobe Bryant's Lakers? That was my favorite team. Uh, but you know what, Kobe? Just like Kobe, you saw me drain that 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 over there. We're going to throw that out there. I drained that the, the basket right there. Uh, big shot, Bob Horry, man. With that Ooh, shot. one of my favorites. Bob Horry. All right, uh, Sergio, thank you very much uh, and uh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Love you very much. Uh, and uh, Happy New Year and all that stuff. When you come back, we'll take the deep dive on all the issues of the day, including uh, white people playing basketball, which is a conversation. <laughs> Uh, that J.J. Reddick put in my mind. So thank you very much, Sergio. Appreciate it. Uh, I also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job, and he's not afraid to shoot the basketball. That's for sure. Don't put him in the corner. Uh, he's going to drive it to the hole. Uh, give yourself a raise. Take it up. Petty cash. Peace and love. And remember, you can always catch up on previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, and a whole lot more, all at chicagoreader.com. Follow Ben on Instagram, at Benny J Show. And like and subscribe and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on all of your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.